spoken name. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed at that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you, though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Label. Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On the Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Hi guys, Andy M, Spoken Label, back in the house. Back on Zoom again today with a great, dear, dear friend of mine. And this poor gentleman's known me for 10 years now, we reckon. And I met him originally at Right Out Loud Stockport, when another friend of mine took me down there once, and I fully remember Nigel been there. And Nigel, Nigel, of course, and the YouTube of the medicine, he was so supportive and nice. I've always kept going again since then, but he's put up with me for 10 years now, for nearly every month, the poor guy has. Now, Nigel, you're a great writer. Tell people who you are, where and where all your writing originally came from, and we'll take it from there. Where my, where I got inspired most of all was as a lot of people, a lot of writers, where you seem to be on a sometimes on a downward trend, mm. and you need something to pick you up. Yeah, and I found poetry did that, Andy. It picked me up. Right, and that's and that's why. Uh, your first images of me at Write Out Loud doing perhaps poems on the naughty side because I got so much enjoyment out of doing poetry. I went from the serious side on the downward and I went straight up in an upward curve and, that, and I enjoyed it so much, especially when... Um, 
I used to go to Edgeley Library on a Wednesday night. Mm. And it was very it was very serious because what what was the whole point of it wasn't a writing project of any kind. And what we had to do was only a small group, about three or four, six at the most. It really didn't take off because it was too serious. But I used to I think, well, this isn't what poetry is to me. And what they used to do was read out a poem by anybody. They just picked mm. out a poem, read it out, and we had to interpret that poem and in our own words, what we thought about it. And nothing ever funny came out. Anything comical ever came out. So this pushed me on towards doing creative um writing classes at Stockport College. And it was more, you, you had more to move yourself about with your writing. You can motivate yourself a little bit more. So this allowed me then to get my sense of humor into my poetry. Yeah. And this is what I like doing. So I met John at uh, the creative writing class and a few of us, you know, of our interest in poetry and writing um, kept us together. And we went on to the art gallery, a uh, few meetups. And then, of course, um, Paul Blackburn and Julian, um, what they, how they operated with Write Out Loud uh, is they used to just start a club up with a few people and this is how they did it at Stockport. And I went to the very first meeting and I thought, this is my kind of venue. This is where I can do expressive poetry uh, within a group. Uh, I know it and I knew my borderlines. I knew how far I could go because I got to know the people that was coming along. And as long as they didn't go too far, now as the group has progressed and you're getting the similar faces coming to the group, so you can, you can blend your poetry with whoever's coming. The only thing you have to do is be extra special careful if somebody new comes and you perhaps try one out and with... Not, not much in it, and, see, and notice you could have two new members, three new members on one meeting easily over the years. What Absolutely. we've done now with Write Out Loud in Stockport uh, is we seem to get uh, the same people coming most of the time. And say someone doesn't come, it's only because they've got a commitment or they're not feeling well. And this bonds the group. Yeah, and this is why write out loud. Yeah, and it becomes more social. And also you find that this is what will happen to you, Andy, with all the groups you go to and you write in workshops. You know, in a writing workshop, your first barrier is getting to know the person and what they, you know, what they like to write. You can set something down, but you can judge them on the first thing they write. 
Yeah, and yeah. you've got you to learn, make a good judgment to, on them. Learn to immediately learn to work them out very quickly in the workshop. That's why that's I, right. the workshop I do is the informal one. Is to, I know the people. Well, if there's one person's coming on the next one, I don't really know. So we'll be working them out as we go along. But it's a lot of it is trying to make it. This what stop was very good at. You know yourself. It's encouraging. It nurtures talent and gives you the expression to try something different. And you're a great example of that. Your writing has changed so much over the years because you're constantly pushing yourself to try things all the time. Well, it's because of writers like you, Andy. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Now, yeah. as you get better and as you expand, and that's what I was saying earlier, you and, you and Amanda, I think, over the last two years, have pushed your boundaries and you keep pushing your boundaries, not weekly, daily. Yeah. And you're constantly on Facebook. You, um, you're using everything now, and especially uh, on Zoom and everything. You, you're going outwards all the time. Now, if you go to um, a stockport right out loud, you're, where you're coming from and you're pushing has to have an effect not only on me, but other writers as well, yeah. who perhaps, um, it depends how you write, really. If you just want to go in a little corner, do a few notes, but your way of writing is entirely different to that. Yeah. So as we, go, we have a meeting, uh, everyone picks up on what everyone else is doing. And this is why I think Stop Pot Write Out Loud is so successful as a group. And the college poem that we do, uh, it's bizarre, it's funny, yeah. but it also each one of us gives us something. Now, yeah. to an outsider, somebody who is perhaps doing a comment, I've seen a few comments on Right Out Loud, and they go, I don't understand this. What's this all about? Because it's... <laughs> That's where it's coming from. And that's the idea from uh, your workshop that you do with uh, your friends. It's not meant to make any sense. It's not meant to do the normal trend. For instance, going back to when I went to Edgeley, it was in a format. Uh, we done it in a, a program. It was programmed. Now, sometimes you... Even if you do certain writings, uh, your verses in a certain way, sometimes you need a breakout. And that is the perfect way of doing it. Have a bit of fun. And what we used to do in the art gallery, we just, a piece of paper goes around, but it's your identity going on that piece of paper for that one line. Now, when it's read out at the end, which we continue to do on Zoom, you're listening, you're actually listening for your line. Yeah. But you're part of it. Now, when it gets put on right out loud, there again, your line stands out. And then sometimes you know instantly whose line the others are as well. Because you can say, oh, well, he was, he was reading before me. And it, that's how he could work it out before. On Zoom, it, you just sometimes just get an idea. Yeah, you do. But, it's done very different ways because 
Obviously, people are wondering what the Gollard's poem is. We've always about a ton of money with people are tuning in. This was um, it was John's idea this originally, wasn't it? That's right. That's Eleven right. years or nine years ago, where he basically asked yep. people to go in a circle and put on, and fold a piece of paper and write a line on the impressions of the night, and they'd go round, and then John would have the, the fun of trying to translate everybody else's handwriting <laughs> and read it all out and have his Well, but sometimes there wasn't enough room on the paper. And it was hard to fold. Yeah. So, of course, and, and everyone's got different handwriting. And I think on Zoom, it's, of course, it's much easier because you can just, you just go on the, on the board, on the keyboard, and it's yeah. done. It is, yeah. And what we're doing on Zoom is, I'm going to stop these people wondering, is we don't take it in turns. People just put the line up on the chat box, and I grab it and dump it in a Word document. And I've had it before now when Martin texts me a line afterwards, and Andy Milliton does. If, if they've had trouble or, or someone comes to them afterwards and end up on the script, oh, yeah, yeah. then sometimes it comes off and I'll go and throw a red herring at the end of it just to try and catch John out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. You wicked just, man. Although it's good fun. Particularly when we had the one when we had um, that college band, you, your name kept coming up on it. The other one. Oh, fantastic that. Yeah, well, I really I, enjoyed I, that. I put your name really in about three that. times on purpose, but other people would have carried on then. <laughs> Well, you know, it's good fun we do that. Now, tell people also, like, tell people what you told me off mic before about. You like you like looking at a lot of news articles, don't you? Your, your inspiration, and you wrote you wrote a couple of like the, the statues of Bristol getting pulled down, haven't you? So, well, what I find, Andy, is that if you get one news headline coming on, it's got to, you know, a lot of people they hear about something or well, just put the news on. Now, that image of that news story can stay in your mind three or four days, possibly. It just depends what's happening that week, um, if there's something dramatic happening every day. That image is only going to stay one day, two days. But what I find, if I get inspired by that mm. news story and I write about it over a couple of days and then put it out, the audience I've got, I've possibly captured half the audience who's, who's watched that newspaper, news story, and they, and, oh, and perhaps do the heading or the title, something about the story, and they're already, what, they want to look at it out of interest more than anything. So then, if, if it's a good poem or if it's just a funny poem, it, it's done its job. And that's, and that's how I like writing. I don't, and I want to be like that new story. I like to be in someone's head for, for a week and then I'm moving on to the next story. I'm moving on to the next poem. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not interested in something I did two years ago. Not interested in something I did last week. Because I'm interested in what I'm doing today and what I do today, then I do tomorrow. I'm, move, I'm possibly like you, moving, moving, moving all the time, moving yeah. forward. I think as writers, you've got to be pushing yourself like it's ever before. Like you've got to keep moving onwards. Even in my case, a lot of my stuff is looking backwards at memories. It's how I approach things and the narrative. That's it's good. It's good looking at memories. Yeah. It does like... Um, one piece I've done recently, I know you loved it. 
and then a stop book going to book come out soon. Our celebratory book, and is it was the translucent verses is what John's called there something, isn't it? We're celebrating about we're talking about the group itself, how it's changed the dynamic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done like done seven poems of the book. Well, oh yeah, I liked, I like that. Yeah, where I was I like trying the way to one about each member, my personal memories of each one of the, each one of our books we've done. So, all right. That was interesting, that was. And I've got to sit down, but I'm going to do another one for John about the memories of the, the readings we've done as well. Because a few of Oh, that'd like, be brilliant, that, Andy. I'm going to think about that. That'll take some thought. I've got time this week, so I'll do it. Anyhow, yeah, so do you ever see yourself bringing the book out, Nigel? You're not sure whether you want to go down that path. Well, that perhaps, perhaps, when, like you said, if I want to look back on my life, on look back on memories, hmm. that is, to me, that's the time to do a book. You know, when I, when I want to think what was doing in that, like we've done with the Right Out Loud group, we've looked, we've, we've reached the 10-year mark, so we can look back now. And so we did that year, that year. We got involved in that that year. And we've got a bit of history. And then we can say, right, and then we suddenly move forward again then. Um, so I'll do exactly the same when I do a book. I look. I just. It, it's. I look back on my life. Yeah. And it, uh, what was going to mention? You know, the college poetry. Mm. What I like about that. You know, John will do a write-up. Yeah. Uh, of the actual I meeting. What write-up? Yeah. Well, I can look at the college poem. Yeah. And if you just want a recap of that meeting, look at the college poem, because inside there. Is some you pick up? You say, "Oh, was that poem done that night? Was that poem?" You can you pick up on a short, you know, a short review. You could call it rather than going to, because John does it in such depth. It's great a few weeks afterwards, but a few years later, some of it you you start to pick up on it because you you're going back in your memory then. You know, yeah, and no. I agree with you completely, Nigel. It's great fun when you do this sort of thing, going to a group I've known you as long as you have done, really. It's, it's great because like, you're looking back at memories all the time. You're thinking, I don't remember that. What happened that one? Did exactly. that happen there? Yeah, see, you're looking back and like it. I get them sometimes. And it's, some of this won't go with people's head that listen to that. But when John does his does write-ups in the group, and it's, I've never been to a group who does this. Like, I've looked back at things sometimes a couple of years later, and I'm thinking, I don't even remember writing that poem. <laughs> and sometimes right. I've had to go That's back right. and dig things out from that old manuscript. In some cases, I've not even found the manuscript. So it's like, wondering, oh, what, what, what was that poem about? So yeah, definitely <laughs> it's been good fun. So it's good fun with that. So do you, where would you like your writing to go next then, Nigel? Do you have any sort of ideas what direction you'd like to take it? Or just keep trying to push yourself all the time? I just want to enjoy writing, basically, Andy. That's it. That's why, mate. No, That's I why. I haven't got any plans to do anything with it at all. Just, part, just keep enjoying it. I say most important. It, it inspires me that much on a, on a daily basis, and I get so much from it. Like I said, um, originally, it was a pick-me-up, and it's turned from a pick-me-up to be part of my life, my everyday yeah. life, because, me. Um, because whatever me. I'm doing, it's part of. Yeah. Uh, when I needed it as a pick-me-up, is uh, when I worked at GC and I got made redundant, and um, the, the the whole plant closed, 
So I need, I, I did a few jobs afterwards, but that was my main career in engineering. And when I lost that, that was a big hole, you know? I yeah, was it was. quite active in the, in, because it was such a big place. And I did enjoy working there, you know, because I moved around in different departments. You know, I worked on the, the machine shop. And originally that was a big change for me because I was in retail for six years, six, seven years. And I took a big change, career change. And I thought, right, I'll go into engineering. As you do, you just go for it. Went into engineering and I loved it. I'm in dirty overalls, smelly overalls from a clean suit, yeah. you know. Completely. I, I loved it, man. I loved it. Because I had, had to wear it for work, a shirt and tie. I had to display the merchandise I was selling, basically. So I had to be smart, clean, every day. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a career where I'm working on machinery, where I've got oil all, mystic oil all over me, smell like anything, soaking in my jeans, you know? I can well imagine. And then to that. lose that, and then what, where am I going now kind of thing? What direction? So poetry at that time helped, you know, it was a good, you know, it, it bridged that gap for me. And then I thought, well, I like doing this. So no matter what I do career-wise, I'll keep it going. And that's what I've done, basically. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's like it's poetry sometimes comes in your darkest times, and that's what it was for you. So you they always say with myths like when you're working so many hours as we all do, it gets took away from you. You're missing something in yeah. your life because you rely on it so much. But in my case, I'm always active outside work. Probably as active, more active outside work than I am in work. So like it was in like when when my work sent me sent me home in the end of, end of March for lockdown. I didn't I didn't do work for six weeks, but I was busy doing all my creative stuff all the time. I always had something to do, and you do. That's where you say I can't complain with that. Especially then it leads one thing some ways. In your case, that has done. You carried on this journey ever since. You fully enjoyed it. Yeah. Long way to say that yeah. way. Now, Nigel, if people want to find out reading your work, it's on Write Out Loud your page, isn't it? That's right. Writeoutloud.net. So I'll put the link up, and people, it's well worth catching your work, Nigel. It's always a pleasure reading it. That much I'll put the oh, link. Cheers, Andy. I appreciate all the comments and, and everything you say about my work, Andy, because, I, you know, like I said, uh, you and Amanda, I look at what you've done and I think it's, in one word, fantastic. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. I appreciate that. When we go, who knows what we're going to do next, basically, as well, because it's the bizarre thing that you honestly got when you're dating a fellow writer and you're living together. It's like, we, we don't have the TV. I've been the TV a couple of years when Amanda got rid of hers years before that. And I, we're often now, when I'm home from work and she's not working, we're often been looking at projects and bits and pieces we're doing and we're bouncing off each other all the time. It's, it's up to creativity, that's for sure. <laughs> so, where well, it is, isn't it? So, anyway, guys and girls, we're going to take a quick break because Nigel's reading some poems for us. And it's a pleasure always <laughs> hearing your work, Nigel. So, thank you again. That's Hang true. around, everybody. We'll pause this recording and we're back in. Spoke on me. Hi everyone. Now, as my poetry's developed, uh, going uh, as I told you earlier, I like to do funny stuff and show my sense of humour in poetry. 
And just recently, I do more serious stuff, and I find it's it helps a lot. Um, for instance, it my mum passed away um, a few years ago, and when it's her anniversary or her birthday, I go down to the grave, and I like to do a poem sometimes, just to show my feelings and affection for her. And this is one. What I did, I went in the back garden and I cut off we had to, uh, a couple of rose bushes and I cut off a pink rose and I took it on a birthday, along with a birthday card, uh, to the grave. And this, is, this poem is called When Pink Petals Fall. Heartfelt pink rose Scented petals fall silent. Mum's birthday greeting card. Butterfly cover. Sentimental words. Loving message. Collection grows. Colour fades. Memories stay. Letting go. Tearful ties. Frail softness gracefully falls. Each holding special moments tenderly gathered together. Wishing that love we share stays with us forever. Beautiful, mate. Absolutely beautiful. I've heard you read that one on Stop Walk before now, and it almost used me to tears that one, mate. So you can see, because you well, can see the love and the love towards your mum on that one immediately. Well, I find that if you can include love, bring love into your poetry, it's a, it, it just, you just use your emotions then to bring the poetry forward very much so. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I. I really like doing that, you know, at the moment in time. Yeah, it's not an obvious sense of love that. It's a, you can read it behind the lines of it. You can see how much the emotions carried in it, and that shows the love to me. And that's it's very skillful, subtle writing. So that's why it almost used the tears at all because it really hit me. That did so excellently, truly beautiful. Oh, cheers, mate. Okay, uh, you're going to do some others for us, aren't you? As well, a couple of others. Well, I've got, uh, got another one here called. Bridge of Stones. Bridge of Stones. Now, there's a, a program. Um, went, went away to Anglesey, to Hollyhead, uh, to a small island called Holy Island. So that week, uh, there's four, four of us just going all over the island. We decided to go to Conway for the day. And there's a guy there who's got an antique shop, Drew Pritchard. And he, he has his own program on uh, Quest Channel. And I saw this guy and um, this couple that we were with, they watch him all the time. And they, know, they, they hear, of, hear of him and they would tell, tell me stories about him. So I'm taking an interest in the program straight away. Now, when he comes on, he stands by a bridge. Now, the guy that was talking to, Paul, was saying, I wonder where that bridge is. 
Now this coupled me with, I hadn't been away with them before, so it was just getting to know them. But they also like to play a few, you know, jokes and stuff. So, oh dear. Now what, what I've tried to do in this poem is portray that as well. Um, but I'll, t I'll, I'll tell this story after I've read the poem. Yeah, yes, okay. please. Yeah. Go for it, mate. Bridge of Stones. Each story told crossed into another. A stranger once resting falls asleep, awakening to find two mischievous boys laughing at him, cursing and shouting. Where is it? Your bag? We threw it far away. Storm of tempers. About to strike. Sees it yonder. Across from him. Throwing a couple of solid gold coins. A smile then. Cross the bridge. The joke played. Was on him. Really? Yeah, I remember that one. You're right. So the one you read out stopped all the other week, and a friend of ours that isn't here today was convinced. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I was saying when uh, I could have gone on a motorboat, but unfortunately, uh, the the sea was a bit uh, stormy on that particular day. But what what they've said to us is uh, come up for another weekend, um, and go on the boat. So you know, we Take said great. Mate. Take them up on it, mate. Definitely on that one. So. I don't think I'd have to it, but yeah, I encourage you to do it definitely, mate, with that one. So, yeah, it's perfect, that, mate. So, spot on, mate. Poetic pieces drawn. Each screen shows home, backgrounds, project, pioneer voices, bottle of beer, cup of tea. Inquisitive cat on prowl. Beat music of interference. Poems full of soul. Spoke Time to kill. Planes are grounded. Car drives full. Bus stops. Lonely. Cycle track roads. Train platform announcer. Talks to himself. Walls being climbed by time killers. Spoke A tragic last farewell. Based on the painting, Death of Chattleton, by Henry Wallace. Somber church graveyard, yearning for po poetic solitude. Thomas Chatterton, gifted talent, lover of romantic dreams, sadly dreaming now, forever. 
youth of stolen light, draped upon deathbed. Medieval monk dies inside. Verdict, suicide. Others on shore. Open window, last look. Misery of human hardship. Images past, distant encounters. Cruel society haunted him. Chained slave who craves for long lost home. Freedom taken, kindness denied. Falling tears, dosing candle. Wooden chest, torn papers, fake news, now forgotten. Unwanted shoe, just waits, life to slip away. Poet genius leaves us. History remembers Bristol morns. Spoken life. The eyes of history watch tribal savages, crazed barbarians, mindless violence, futile expectations, taken forceful means, productive manpower enslaved, cotton mills profit, British empire built, defenseless black man, murdered white police militant forces rise demand profound justice a worldwide reaction peaceful gather but overcome with evil using past wrongdoings those in plight those in need history cannot change Past stays rooted. Protesters in conflict. Pull down statue. Bristol is shamed. Watching ghost slaves. Tribal savages. Crazed barbarians. Mindless violence. Futile expectations. Change not happening. Nothing has altered. Fake reform, taking world peace backwards. Work together towards a better future. Black and white join as one. Spotlight.